and Raph, but we have a special guest. Hello. So a special guest. Oh, we can't hear you, Erin. Oh, no. Hello. No. Hi. Please. Oh, there you are. Oh, hello. I can hear you now. I was a spooky ghost before. <laughs> <laughs> we did, I don't want you on the show, so no, I kept your mic off. But <laughs> no, it's fine. She it's, forced it's her way into the studio. me out. <laughs> um, this is the deboned segments of Wednesday Drive, where we talk. It's a little bit of a spectrum about Bones magazine that runs out of Radio 1. And today we actually have the editor on the show with us. <gasps> me this is your child you gave this is birth my, this to this is my baby this is my <laughs> tiny baby who's just turned 10 i guess um how each, does it feel each issue was a year for me <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit more about how bones started why is bones here um bones started actually as the end of year project for me when i was at polytech um so it's a school project um so it was the end of my design um, kind of final project and because I work at Radio 1 I was able to kind of be like what if we did a zine and you paid for it um, and <laughs> so that's how it started but also um, kind of there's this weird thing in Dunedin where there isn't actually a lot of zines and there used to really be and there's weird. like a really mm. rich history of zines coming out of Radio 1 as well which is how I kind of pitched it as there used to be like crop um, and spec and Ink were all like magazines that held good guides and like okay. so huh. that sort of thing from like the nineties yeah. onwards. And I was like, Wow, this is amazing and also like some of my lecturers were involved, Sean was involved, my boss was like Im- involved in like these like incredible zines that came out of the station and then there has been nothing for a wee while, I think. Yeah. And what were the genres of those past scenes like in comparison to what Bones is? Because I have never yeah. been exposed to any of those zines before. Um, have you ever seen like the old form of Critic where it was like a big old newspaper? I've seen really? some in the archives yeah. in the Hocken, yeah. Um, Spec was kind of like that as well, okay. where it was like this huge newspaper of like, kind of it was like people who were figuring out how to do graphic design stuff, but also in a pre-internet kind of era. So everything's like um, photocopied weird like kind of like playing with photocopiers and like um pulling pages across them and stuff yeah. so like visually it was super arty um and kind of like punkish i guess for that time yeah. but like um content wise was probably pretty it would it would reflect radio 1 almost on paper i think okay, okay. like so it would have interviews and Sort of the same thing as Bones if Bones wasn't this weird kind of diary sort of mm. vibe thing. Yeah. But like if it was just like, here's this, here's this, here's a think piece, and it wasn't such a personal connection, I think it would be kind of like that. Okay. Mm. And what have you been learning as Bones has progressed? Because obviously we're on issue 10 now, but there are a few negative issues. So yeah. it's kind of issue 12, issue 13. 13. Yeah. Because it was yeah. a zero as well. Okay. So what have you learnt from issue negative 2 to issue 10? Um, I was just looking at issue negative two. Um, oh, you have these a OG. lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of things. I just like to. You can't see because we're on radio, but the gig guide looks disgusting. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, so I kind of learned one how to use um, like design wise for Rizo how to set up 
a magazine. Yeah, describe um, how it's printed and how you... Uh, so um, it's printed by Gilbert May at Point, who is really incredible and deals with me being a complete brat a lot of the time and being like, I don't know, it's 3am and I've kind of sent you this file that doesn't really work, but like, can we print it? <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he's really nice. Um, but so a risograph is kind of like a screen printy kind of setup where it's... Um, it's like if a screen printing rig and a photocopier had like a child. Um, so you like photocopy, um, <laughs> you photocopy <laughs> like um, a printout and then it makes a screen inside the machine and then it like um, runs the ink over that. So it's really okay. good for huge runs of things and it's like kind of fallen out of fashion a little bit but maybe it's coming back in okay, more yeah. now. Cool. But it's like a, used to be like a big zine way of printing okay yeah yeah so back to what you've learned through oh yeah sorry <laughs> um i just think that like i've i've learned how to be a lot more confident with what i write in it as mm -hmm. well but i think for other people as well i think it's been really nice yeah. to kind of watch mm. them grow more confident and become better writers and i think that it's a nice learning process together i don't know if i've like set out goals and like ticked off like learning things but I think as like a project to get to this point um I've learned a lot of tiny yeah bits and pieces mm. yeah and have you learned a lot more about the people that you work with on Bones as well because you started as a really small pool obviously yeah. and mm. it's, it's really slowly expanded I think we're about 18 now yeah 18 20 people who contribute content mm. um because they're sending in such personal you know, anecdotes and kind of diary entries almost, mm. have you found that it's taught you a bit more about what's going on in other people's lives? And yeah, it's and also just a really strange thing because all of those people who I know quite well would never post that sort of thing on any kind of social media, yeah. <laughs> which is like a, a strange thing that it almost because it's printed it feels... Uh, more safe to yeah. to say those things but like realistically anyone can pick up a copy yeah absolutely um, <laughs> but like i don't know i think i'm very surprised that people write the things that they do and write really brave amazing things yeah um and just are like yep yeah, this is what i've written <laughs> yeah yeah and then i'm like wow <laughs> that's it's a diary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And not to put anyone on a pedestal or anything, um, but just more in terms of the content that people have sent you. Has there been one article that's really stood out in terms of someone being really vulnerable or the content was new and mm. you hadn't thought about it before? What's the first one that comes to mind, do you reckon? I actually think it's one from this issue, mm -hmm. um, the White Rider yes. piece. Yeah, um, cool. Is... I think it's because I haven't had anything from him before. Mm -hmm. So everyone else has kind of been a process where I've been like, oh, yeah, I can learn to expect uh, expect a certain level of vulnerability yeah. or something from yeah. you. Um, but he just, like, straight out of the park was like, here is this piece that's really well thought out and super considered but also super vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think it, it was just really impressive. For a first piece yeah. as well. It was incredible. Yeah. Just being like, his email was just like, here's something I've been reading Bonds for ages, yeah. and this is what I'm ready to contribute. <laughs> it was just like, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there are a lot of 
kind of ghost Bones fans. Yeah. You know, they there are all these people yeah. that are coming out now going, I've read Bones since the very first issue. And it's yeah. like, who are you? Yeah. You've never, you know, spoken up or said anything before. But it's fantastic for people yeah. to be coming out and oh, saying God, what yeah. they think. Um, but it would be even better if people, those people would contribute as well and they can email mm. you. Um, yeah. at bones at r1.co.nz mm. if you have any sort of um, contribution to bones. But Raph, when did you discover bones? Well, my myth collector put me on bones. Oh, fantastic. Rosemary <laughs> put, out, yeah, put out like a full thing being like, you need to read bones, go in and get a copy of bones. Yeah. And we were already on the radio when bones started, weren't we? No, we weren't. You, we know, you know how we got on radio? We came in here and asked for bones oh, that's magazines. Right. Yeah. And we got approached. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So that Bones was the enabler. (laughs) It was, yeah. And now here we are. Um, But what article has stuck out to you over the thirteen issues? Jeez. um, What really hit home when you read it? Hmm. I'm sorry, I put you on the spot. No, 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 no. It's a good question. I actually think it was last issue. I think it was the 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 Batman one I read by Samuel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. We did talk about it last week Mm. as well. Because, um, like you say, it's a diary. Yeah. But it's also like, it's truly empowering. And you say how it's like you feel safer. And being it, because it's on print, it also feels more personal in a way. Like yeah. someone's like talking I, to you. I think the thing that like really gets me with a lot of them is that it feels like it's my diary when I'm reading it. Yeah. Which is like the most <laughs> bizarre thing where you're like, okay, people are writing in a kind of style where people talk. It's not like a lot of them aren't dressed up as like this is an amazing piece of writing. It's Mm. just like, here's the things that have come into my brain and I've written them down and then I've just sent them. And so when you're reading them, it kind of feels like you've just been like, (laughs) and then that's what you're like. But yeah, I think that's a super amazing thing where it's just like, wow, I could have written this, but I didn't, but it feels like I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, when I first sent an article into Bones, I had that idea that you were just talking about that it had to be this kind of almost academic mm. piece of writing that had to be super polished before you sent it in mm. and you know more of what maybe like Critic Magazine expects mm. to be sent yeah. in as, as, as mm. a submission you know it's already there everything is there they don't have to do anything to it um, but, but I was, raw content's more accessible in a way oh absolutely like if you put absolutely something in that's not like unpolished but just like something that's true and that just comes straight into your head mm. like you say you can connect to it straight away because you don't feel as though someone's poured in front of a computer for hours hours on them trying to figure out exactly which word to use. Yeah. Mm. And do you think Bones is reaching a certain audience? I thought it was, but I think I've also been surprised by the diversity of that audience that it is reaching. Mm. Like, Mm. I think I had... When I first started Bones, I wrote a very narrow who Bones is for type thing. It was things like really likes the idea of going to the art gallery but probably won't go by themselves like (laughs) (laughs) like it was like I just wrote this like entire thing being like yeah this is the kind of person who I think would be interested in reading this but it's been super surprising like how many people I think yeah Mm would read it that I didn't think would. Yeah, and you're now distributing it further into mm. the city. Whereabouts yes. can we find Bones at the moment? Um, currently, um, Ali, who is one of our contributors and Yay. is really wonderful, went on a little... Resident poet. Yeah, <laughs> resident <laughs> poet. Um, she writes onto Honey, which is why Rev just said Honey there. Sorry, I, was, I realised that one, sorry. <laughs> um, um, she went on a little trek around town today and dropped it off in places that we've never had it before as well, so it's oh, in cool. like um, a bunch of cafes, but maybe, I think t- 
two of the spots where I think you can almost always get it is Relics and Hacienda Lorado. Okay. Um, and Radio 1, of course. Um, so if you are looking for them, those are the, might, like, go to. But also, if you're in a cafe, you might just see them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I need to do a further distro What's tomorrow. the run up to now? It's 200. It's 200 now. Yeah. Okay. And it used to be... It, it was 100, 100 when we started. 100. 90, yeah. 91, 99, yeah. 100, whatever. Same, same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think I lied and said that there was 91. <laughs> <laughs> but there was just definitely 100. <laughs> um, and what's the future for Bones Magazine? What are the plans? Um, so I think, for me, when I started, I said I was going to do it for a year. So okay. maybe it dies at the end of the year but I'm not sure but also I die at the end of the year (laughs) Um, we're getting a website which is pretty exciting exciting. Um, so some really lovely students from the course that I did at Polytech um, are currently working on a website for us and Ooh, cool. photocopying every single bones issue that Whoa. we've made so far. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> At least they have to do it. Yeah. It's not your yeah. issue at this point. <laughs> uh, we're just going to go to a wee song break. I'm going to play Real Eyes by Taipei Tea House and then we're going to come back. And what are we going to talk about? I think we're going to talk a little bit general the general theme mm. that has come through in bones <laughs> skeletor. from this week in particular <laughs> yes we're gonna, we're gonna talk about skeletor and um you know just maybe a bit of the lovey kind of mm. vibe that came mm. through in this issue and how there's some weird synchronicity between oh, the writers and it happens often. all the time <laughs> yeah it's really strange yeah so we're gonna come back in about four minutes time and discuss that keep it locked you're on the one You're listening to the Deboned Bones Spectrum, presented by Bones Magazine. <laughs> How many times can I say it? Um, and we are joined by the editor, Erin Broughton. It is Broughton, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be a controversial yeah, it is, pronunciation. It is, there's so many different ways you can break that word down. But it's Broughton. But it is Broughton. Fantastic. So we're joined by Erin. Uh, issue 10 has come out this morning, in fact. Um, let's start by the cover artwork. <laughs> Who did this, um, and what is it? Uh, this is Skeletor. Um, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> um, He-Man's on Netflix, and I don't know, have you... Yeah, it's also really good. It's genuinely really it's good. It's really wholesome as well, and it's oh, like... Dear. Prince Adam is like the sweetest kind of like <laughs> bumbling around per- like person, and everyone's like, oh, you're so useless, Prince Adam. <laughs> and then also looks identical but his skin gets darker when he's he-man but but also is still like i'm great and everyone's great but skeletor is the greatest because he just is like so silly so silly his insults the best yeah i was gonna say did you watch the compilation of the best insults well after after sean spoke about it yeah What's your favourite insult? From I could write a book of what you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even ask for your best Skeletor impression, but to. I got you it. Have just to. You see him and it just inspires you. Oh, Skeletor needs you. Mm. So we've got Skeletor, um, and he's also holding up <laughs> of himself, holding up a picture of himself, holding up. It's great. It's fantastic. And then, oh, in the middle of every Bones magazine, there's also a poster. Mm. You can always get a lovely poster for your wall. Um, reminiscent of Sexy Garfield from Critic Ooh. Magazine, almost. Yeah. 
I also, though, I would like to say that this isn't my genuine artwork. You can literally find this image of Skeletor <laughs> online. No. Um, so oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't sexy him up at all. <laughs> this was a photo that I, like, a, a screen grab or something that I found. So somewhere in the He-Man universe, this actually happened. Um, <laughs> he's, he's splayed out. He's kind of got one leg up. It's a bit of a paint me like one of your French girls yeah. kind of Get style. Get me grapes, you boob. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Skeletor right here in the studio. Welcome. Um, and that the poster is always on the back of the Ecotone, which is the gig guide that is printed in the middle. Um, also, there's an advertising space at yeah. the moment. You're looking for someone to advertise? I would like, yes. I, <laughs> if you're out there, um, send me an email. It's not that expensive, and there's a radio show about it now, so <gasps> you get double advertising for oh the dear. price of single advertising. You get these hoes <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, but to go back to the beginning for a second, there's always a wee editorial at the start. Mm. <laughs> what? Sometimes they're smaller than others. That, yeah. I think one time it was just like, well, I'm not writing one this time, actually. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, this one here that I... The first issue, issue seven, which was the first one of this year. Yeah. It's yeah. like two lines, and it's just like, please read with care. Please care to read. That's literally it. Short <laughs> and sweet. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but what does the editorial, is the editorial some sort of outlet for you at times, or do you just treat it as you need to contribute something because this is your creation? Um, I definitely don't feel like I. If I felt like I needed to do something, it would be better every time than it is. <laughs> um, but I think a couple of times I've used it to talk about things that I am most often angry about, yeah. um, or that something that like I've experienced that shocked me in some way. So if you go back through this, like nothing, 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 really angry thing about racism in New Zealand. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Like, and then something else. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I don't have my own section. And also the editorial doesn't have a one word, so yeah. I I really... <laughs> shocked, shocked. <laughs> I, like, cut myself out of being in the Bones community by not doing that, but... Um, you created yeah. the Bones community, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't have a one word. <laughs> no one whispers anything into the mic when my name comes up. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> I might leave the spectrum just to you, Nathan. <laughs> Um, so there is a very clear theme that's emerged in this week's, <laughs> as I said before, this weird synchronicity that happens yeah. very mm. often with the contributors. And also, we as contribute, I contribute occasionally, I'm not in this one, just use myself in that thing for mm -hmm. a second. Um, you know, we don't all know each other, no. necessarily. We're not all friends. And we I have assumed that no one ever talks to anyone about what they're writing yeah. before they send it in. Yeah, well, yeah, I've never heard of anyone yeah. writing, you know, telling each other what they've been writing about. So this has happened before. There was like a weird, like, body part issue yeah. where everyone... <laughs> I don't know. I think I remember your article. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was the theme that came through with um, issue 10? I think everyone's... I mean, I don't want to diminish things, but I think people have figured out that it gets cold in Dunedin at wintertime. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and so this issue is pretty much people just having crushes or like being at various levels of in love, which is the mm. weirdest thing because one of our Bones contributors got engaged like <laughs> last week. Yeah, yeah. And then this issue came out afterwards and I was like, this is like 
It's just bizarre. It's too spooky. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, um, but everyone's everyone's talking about relationships, I think, is kind of the the vibe. Yeah. Um, and even Ali's poem is about relationships, which yeah. is interesting. That was mm. not yeah. what, you know, we usually yeah. get, which yeah. is, it's bad to say that because everyone kind of contributes something mm. different each time, yeah. usually. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the entire, almost the entire magazine seems to run with that theme. Yeah. There is one article that is a little bit different. I mean, you could contribute it to a relationship as well, but of mm. a different kind. Um, one of the brand's new contributors um, mm. is talking about his inability to cry because of the very um, mm. masculine mm. L- lack of emotional environment that he's grown up with, you know, all boys school kind of thing. And that was the one that you found quite poignant yeah. this yeah. week. Um, fantastic. And I think it'll be great to see what he produces in yeah. the future God, yeah. as well. Um, but, you know, what what did you feel when you read that? Did you feel like you related to it in any way? Because it is from a man's perspective as well. Um, I think maybe not so much because I've always been quite good at that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like some of the lines in it, I think I like got a little bit teary yeah. when, I, yeah. when I was reading it. Because um, it just is like him saying that he goes to the movie theater so that he can cry mm. is like such a, a like a visual kind of link to being like that's the space like yeah. which yeah. is a public space which i don't go to movies because i cry too much and so i'm <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> um so i think that was like a, a a kind of a strange outlet i think for me that kind of made it even more um intense that mm the place that you feel comfortable is in kind of a public domain. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I just think it was really incredible. Such a, yeah, such a good piece. Yeah, what did you feel when you read it, Ray? Well, I, in my life, I grew up in a very nurturing environment, so I've never actually had a problem with crying. Like, it's Mm. just something that happens for me. But I have to admit, I really felt quite close to this point when he talks about when he punched a kid in the face and made another kid cry yeah. and using his force to create tears in someone else. Yeah. Mm. But the last line was so like perfect. Is this honestly how it feels like when you're growing up? Is this was just our way of resolving conflict. Like mm. through violence is how we resolved conflict. Yeah. Mm. And it's just such a de- it's a fantastically depressing statement about mm. exactly the culture that exists yeah. with young guys, which is just violence is how we solve things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I read this and I found it such a foreign concept because I grew up in such a feminine environment. Mm. Like, I grew up just with one woman and Mm. my whole life almost was woman, you know? Mm. So this inability to cry, that just seemed like a concept that... I was never I've never been familiar with and it was mm. it's great that's what I love about bones because people contribute this kind of vulnerable part of their life mm. that might not fit into yours in any way or not be any part of your history and then you read it and you're like wow you know there's people have had such different experiences of growing up or what they're experiencing right now um, and I think it can really open people's eyes to what others are going through and oh, yeah. and the difference in upbringings and how that can kind of contribute to who you become in the future as well um, yeah, so I found that really interesting and less on the kind of lovey side of things mm. in this issue. Um, there was also an article that kind of strayed away from the general theme. Um, it was about going to gigs sober and alone. And I think this is really cool. Yeah, I think it was really cool. <laughs> because, like, 
don't know, Erin, have you been to plenty of gigs by yourself? Uh, yeah, I actually have. <laughs> because when I first started going to gigs in Dunedin, my friend group didn't like music. Yeah. Um, so I went to heaps of gigs by myself. But I actually found it really hard when I went to a gig in Auckland by myself. Um, Why was that? I don't know. I just, I think I maybe now... I think I've become less confident as I got older, yeah. which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I used to just be fine and be like, oh, yeah, whatever, I'll, like, stand at the back of chicks and hold a beer and then maybe someone will talk to me later. Um, but when I, went to a, <laughs> when I went to, like, a place in Auckland, I was like, I don't know anyone. I don't know literally anyone because it's gotten to the point now where if I go to a gig, I know most of the room. Yeah. Um, or at least at that point. Now everyone's quite young. So yeah. I don't actually know most of the room anymore, <laughs> um, which is a problem that happens when you go to gigs in Dunedin for a long time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I I thought it was... Also, I got a heaps of things sober. So mm. this is something that I thought was really interesting because I haven't necessarily kind of had anxiety over this particular thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know heaps of my friends have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully they read it because it's really nice. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about in the break how almost like all three of us didn't relate to this perceived Mm. level of anxiety because Mm. we we all do stuff by ourselves. Mm. And um, the contributor talks about, you know, going uh, like a starting way Mm. to get into this would be to go and have coffee by yourself and then maybe to go to a movie by yourself and Mm. then go to a gig by yourself as if it's like a step-by-step thing to grow Mm. more comfortable. And that's really cool if you are someone that has Mm. that, level of anxiety about going to places by yourself Mm. but we were just talking as our own people as if that's just so unnatural because we do things you know i mean you two i can't go to coffee by myself (laughs) oh yeah yeah with your whole headphone situation like yeah but i mean raf and i we do things like that almost more than we do it with other people so i mean eating alone is something that's really quite strange but Mm. i've come to weirdly enjoy it because i love listening to other people's conversations yeah absolutely well this is what a lot of the article is about is um she said that she noticed things that she'd never noticed before at these Mm. kind of events because you're either way too inebriated or you're distracted by your friend group that you're around um so she's kind of written a chronological Mm, like an account of all the weird and wonderful mm. things that might happen at some of these events. I think this was at the Cook as well. So at the Great Wildlife at the Cook. Yes. So a, a fantastic place to go and view um, some interesting behaviours. Um, but I just thought, yeah, that was really interesting because even in this room right now we have half who think this is totally normal and mm. nothing. But then you might be on, you know, somewhere else on the spectrum mm. where it's normal in some way but Mm. also there are things in here that she mentions that you don't like to do or you can't do so I think every single person is going to have a different opinion when they read this and a different self-reflection when they read this article which is really cool I think that's very exciting Um, so that's a little taster of Mm. of the content of Bones from this week um, where can we find Bones, Erin? Where can we get it? If we heard this interview and we thought, this is so exciting, I want to read it. Um, at this time of night, probably nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, Radio 1, Hacienda Morado, um, The Cook, um, just recently, which cool. is cool. Um, That's cool. Uh, Vanguard, sometimes, if yep. I drop it off. Um, <laughs> Relics. I think it's at RDC and stuff now. I think Ali went to a whole bunch of places and dropped it off at cafes. Basically, if you um, 
wander around town and go into like six different cafes. It's going to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. And that is released fortnightly as mm. well. So every two weeks we have this segment on Wednesday Ooh. Drive and there's also a brand new issue of Bones that's floating around Dunedin City in some kind of capacity. Mm. Thank you so much for coming in to chat to us today, Erin. I doubt chance. it will be the last time. No, because I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. Before <laughs> Bones dies yeah. at the end of the year. I'd also <laughs> just like to say that all of the articles about love are very sweet but I've just been in a relationship for a long time so I wanted to hear about people being single and (laughs) (laughs) I have not heard it Um, so if I sounded a little bit like oh relationships I was just like well I know what it's like (laughs) Um, but they are very very sweet and one of them actually like actually I think maybe almost all of them apart from Lisa's where she's just like I'm a menace because I flirt all the time Um, but I think the two others that were pretty heavy on relationship stuff made me feel a little bit teary as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Um, get some tissues before you get this issue. And also, if you're an artist, mm. um, you can also contribute <gasps> by designing a front cover and a poster for Bones Magazine. Woo! We need more artists in particular. Too many content creators. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> um, so if you want to design a front cover, a poster, email bones at r1.co.nz. And lovely Erin will get back to you about that. And I'm sure... In no time at all, you'll see your art on the front cover of this wee little zine that's becoming more than a wee little zine quite quickly, <laughs> which is pretty cool. cool. <laughs> um, so thank you for coming on to thank chat you. with us thank you today, Erin.